0: My love and friendship for you has disappeared. You will have to earn it back.
1: That that which survives is not friendship.
0: <laughs> not in this case. Hi, I'm Paul. I'm Abby. And I'm Chelsea. And welcome to Three to Be
2: Today we are talking season three, episode seventeen. That which survives.
1: audio um you might recognize this sound <laughs>
0: oh no So are it's new listeners. This,
1: is, this is this is an episode that really i like i have i have like less than a half a page of notes it's one of these episodes where i took almost no notes um which which is one of those types of episodes but it, you know that is filler it's great to just um it, it's another pepper Farm cookie that has a place in its name If you truly want to take a stab at it.
0: The only one I know is Milano. You know what? It feels like we've been doing this
1: for like a year. And you could have looked at the cookie aisle once. I
0: am never going to go down the cookie. If I go down the cookie aisle, I might buy cookies.
1: I buy cookies like maybe once a month. And it's these and it's specifically for this show. And they just sit next to my computer until until we have these bits. This one is very hard to open.
0: No, I like to stay petite. Hey,
1: oh, I'm sure these have no I calories. I
2: exercise in. so that I can eat cookies. That is of Some <laughs> of
0: us don't exercise.
2: Well, that we is just... why you can't have cookies, um, which is why that's sad. I... Yeah, and also,
1: I mean, <laughs> one cookie, yeah, its like a Hot Pocket. Um, <laughs>
0: that's not good.
1: <laughs> well, it's not like a whole pizza.
0: Well, I what? That's not a good comparison.
1: Actually, it's also whole wheat flour. That's actually kind of crazy.
0: Huh. That's more calories.
1: Uh, but it's also um, a better fiber source. Um, in any case, nobody's taking source. any. What? 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 <laughs> do, you, do you say that you're a good fiber source? What? <laughs> uh,
0: you'll never know. You'll have to go back and listen. In the I mean, and when I edit, I'll
1: know. Um, but no, it's they're Lexingtons, boy. You guys are not playing. I've in never space. even
2: heard of those.
1: Uh, milk chocolate toffee almond. I'm actually Ooh, kind of looking forward to that. That sounds
2: delicious. One. I would eat that. So,
1: yeah. Got to play in the space a little more, though, guys. This episode. Um, I mean, that's pretty much my notes. So. <laughs>
2: thanks for coming guys uh, listen next week when <laughs> okay okay no 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 I can
0: talk about this episode so while
1: well, you do I'm going to eat this cookie so yeah, yeah, go yeah, nuts go
0: ahead. obviously this episode is pretty slow and boring it has some Wait, pacing issues. I actually liked
2: it
1: <laughs> no I would say the opposite um, What? I
2: thought the pacing was pretty good
1: I think that's why I don't have notes because I just kind of got into it what you know,
2: really... I, I'm I, the same <laughs>
0: I thought this was legit like one of the most boring episodes I have ever seen of Star Trek U.S. No,
2: there was stuff happening on the on the ship. They were thrown into space and on the planet it was shaking and they couldn't like figure tenth, out Like a tenth
1: of my notes are this is the first time they've really established suspense and mystery. Yeah and then, and then held I on. I agree.
2: It. It's <laughs> like we don't
0: watch the same episodes.
1: <laughs> Wait, I didn't listen to the beginning when people said what episode, but this is that which survives, right? Yes, yes. correct. <laughs> I was too. I was too focused it, on the cookies.
0: Okay. Well. All right. If you want to talk about the good parts, I'll talk about the beginning, where it is, which is okay. It's okay. They jump in suddenly. There's this like weird planet with all these mysteries that they set up that they never go back to. Mm, like what?
1: They kind of do at the end, but I'll give like you the planet
0: like evolved in like a couple thousand years, and it evolved populaceably in the atmosphere and all that.
1: My first note that I did have is that Spock uses, and you just used because he used, um, the word "evolved" very loosely here. Anyway, um, th- yeah, he also says like the planet is only a thousand years old or something like that, and and it's stuff like that where you're like, I think Man, it's how three thousand
0: years old. Did he say three? Yeah, is but it's it still it's, it's, not, it was, okay, it's not it was it's not long enough to like make sense. And so if it's gonna be a like, uh, you know, created planet like in "For the World Is Hollow," which we have seen. I don't know. Um, did they? They never went back to that. I don't think they dug
1: in that the world's hollow planet was artificial. I think they just hollowed out a asteroid or a a small moon or something.
0: No, it was artificial.
1: I don't think the outer surface. Well, I don't think they ever touched on that. I I don't think we have a definitive answer to that. I don't think they, they built it from whole cloth. I don't think they started from nothing in space and built that ship.
0: I'm pretty sure they said that it was created. It, it's just like
2: a mechanical. It doesn't step. matter. We already did that episode. Let's yeah,
1: that. <laughs> again, again, it's another one where semantically you could say, well, if they had a big asteroid and they hollowed it out, they could also say that they created that, right? So, so I think I, I'm willing to <laughs> call that neither of us. I'm not. I, that's not a battle I want to fight. I guess maybe as I'm saying. Anyway, um, my
0: point is, there's all these mysteries that are never gone back to. But, well, but so
1: you started from a place, and I, I thought you were going to a place, and you went to a different place, um, because it's not that. They say that it's a few thousand years old, and then um, that's mysterious, and blah blah blah. And that's not a problem because that's where the suspense builds from the whole episode. And like Spock is just as confused as we are because he's like, "Well, this doesn't make sense." And it's there's only sometimes in in Trek where the characters say this doesn't make sense, and the old listener is right there with us, or, or the the viewer. Because a lot of times they'll say, like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And they'll say, this does make sense. And then we say, it doesn't make sense. So I think Spock and I are on the same page there. Um, the complaint I have is that they keep going back and forth on, like, age and how old it is. But they just look at it and they're like, oh, it's only a few thousand years old. And then they go down and, like, look at the rocks and they're like, yeah, also thousands of years old. Um, and it's like, well, that's that should be how you figured it out there's no way to tell how old a planet is just by looking at it um without looking at things like the rocks and stuff or by how formed it is in which case they would have looked at it and said this is a lot older than thousands of years old so
0: yeah i don't even care it's a very small because i don't don't care that much presumably they have some sort of instrument from space that can somehow measure in some way i'm not sure how but i can presume that maybe possibly in the future there could be another way
1: no no i think if you looked at a planet right and you said how old is this planet you'd say well it's not still like tectonically active it's still like it has an atmosphere it has to be this old but they're getting it at a different way again it's a small point it's not one to dwell on i've already dwelled on it way too much
0: well they send down a landing party that actually makes sense for once because they leave spock in charge
2: so yeah, although Abby, as i the, thought you'd like as that the chief science officer i feel like kirk <laughs> should have stayed on the ship and spock should have gone to the planet it's
1: absolutely
0: really true. Kurt or McCoy stays on the
1: ship, right? Yeah. Why um, is McCoy there? Because they say the planet is lifeless, right?
0: Yeah. Um, so I was
2: very or, confused as to why they would take him.
1: Or that it has very little life. Um, so.
2: Well, and why is the helmsman going? Like this the only person that makes sense on this on this away team is the geologist,
0: <laughs> who's like immediately killed.
1: <sighs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he lasts a little bit, but. Point taken.
0: Not long. <laughs> I did really like the set, though the moving planet set. I like the How, moving yeah. effect. That was hilarious. I like the that styrofoam rocks. I like the paint. I like the sparklies, the little gems in the rocks. I like the flora, like those like purple painted oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, things, yeah, yeah. and the and the new color sky. I don't think they've used that shade of purple either in a long time. Or
1: it also changed, right, as the day got. On. It did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That um, was great. I like that as well. Also, to uh, to just jump to the end, um, yes, they are trapped on this planet. They, they are
0: go. so stranded. <laughs> well, and their communicators don't work. Um. No,
1: their communicators do work. The Enterprise is just out of range.
0: Yeah, but therefore they don't work.
2: We are arguing no. about this later. Okay, No, we argued about the this planet. More, too. <laughs> so they're wandering around, and this lady keeps showing up. Except she showed up before on the ship for unknown reasons, and just kind of kills the transporter officer because of reasons.
0: Yeah, that so. doesn't make any sense. So, like, okay, do we want to start on the ship or the planet? Probably ship. All right, let's start with the ship. So, yeah, she shows up and she doesn't want them to go down. That makes sense, right? She Are you de- saying that
1: facetiously or not?
0: No, it does make sense because, like, yes. her, her okay. whole good, point good. is to like defend like the planet, right? Or to like yes, so like it makes sense she doesn't want them to go down and that she would go up there. I don't know how she got up there from like that little computer cube, the Rubik's cube. No no (laughs)
2: idea. Also, how she does it later when they're way far away in space. There okay. So does that math
0: check out? They're a it set a thousand light years away, and it's going to take them eleven hours to get back.
1: I worked it down to kind of do that math, and I was like, "Eh, whatever, Um, because. They also get up to like warp fifteen or something at one point,
0: which doesn't so. make sense. But like, um, but before that, they were going to travel at warp eight point four. And my impression and is that going to take go like
1: eleven. Yeah, he said it would
0: take like weeks to go that far.
1: Well, to put it on the same time scales, right? Uh, Gary Seven was from a planet a thousand light years away in a on Earth. Yes. like um, right? That's the distance we're talking about. So, <laughs> um, yeah, he came here. Right. He was being teleported that distance using alien tech right it's it's space powers right so space powers
2: <laughs> well if the space power is getting you away but it's i think chelsea's asking about getting back like how long it would take to get back without space powers
0: which oh. doesn't make any sense well yeah. I, I mean because exactly. it takes them a lot longer to go like a thousand light years is a journey of several weeks i mean it's non-trivial sure yeah when I, I, we haven't had this episode yet, but the one where, Kirk, is it the Paradise Syndrome? The one where Kirk gets the wife and kid in the Native American tribe that's on another oh, planet yeah, that's, that's just right. like, a, well, they, the Enterprise also gets sent a certain number of light years away in that. And it takes them three months to get back.
1: Did they say, so it was about a, it was like 11 hours and some change, right? Yeah. To go a yeah. thousand light years?
0: Yeah. And they were going to go up um, 8.4. So like we have all the things to make that calculation.
1: So that math would take—I'm uh, doing very quick, like, back-of-the-envelope math. Uh, the radius of our galaxy is about 50, about 50,000 light-years, so it's about 100,000 in diameter. It's about 12 hours to go 1,000 light-years, so it would be about 50 days to go, to go from one side of our galaxy to the other at those speeds, is what they're saying.
0: Right, which we know is not the case because of Voyager.
1: Well, Voyager's outside the galaxy. Well, outside the galaxy. Or wait, no, they're no, they're no, in the galaxy. They,
0: yeah, they're yeah, yeah. in the galaxy. They're just on the other side, and it's going to take them 70, seventy years.
1: years. Yeah. So they're playing with those speeds.
0: As <laughs> they usual, also, TOS they also map had, is wrong.
1: <laughs> they also, at certain episodes, right, if you go past warp nine or whatever, yeah. strange things happen. That's you like you TNG you go episode. back in time. Um, so again, we, we have no grounds for saying what warp fifteen is capable of. But you're right. Spock does the math on it early. This is another one that's written by a uh, a person that is a one-off, right? No, it's no, it's Stacy
2: Fontana.
1: Oh wait, did I did I read the credits wrong? Wow,
2: it's okay. one of her pen names.
1: Oh, that's got why. It.
2: Yeah, which is why I was actually surprised because I find Spock's character really off in this episode because he he's like human computering it. The whole he's time, so like more than snarky. Usual? He's he... so snarky. Well, but it's not even snark. Like usually, his his barbs are usually pretty witty and a little bit like and just a little pointed. But this is like he's kind of mean to people like the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's I mean agree. to Scotty. He's mean to the the fill in Helms woman. He's mean to like everyone because he's like be more precise the whole time. I'm like, who wrote this episode? Did they not get Spock? <laughs> Which yeah, I thought, too. I, I looked off. up the author afterwards, and yeah. I thought it was... Re- I was like, really? I thought it was a one-off, and then it was like, it's DC Montana. I'm like, Unless... what is she doing? It's She's really
0: great... great at this.
2: <laughs> Unless someone else added that in.
1: Yeah, it's possible, I mean, it right? could have been
2: highly edited. Wait,
1: right, so, okay, so she, she did the story, and then John Meredith Lucas did the teleplay.
2: Oh, uh, okay, well, then let's blame him for screwing up Spot. And
1: Herb Wallerstein did the um, directing, um, which actually wallerstein has done a ton of stuff not not just here but right um yeah huh. on wikipedia it says story by michael richards and then when you hover, hover over michael richards it says dorothy catherine fontana was an american and it's like oh cool <laughs> um yeah interesting
0: well i did like that they had the lady bridge officer who you like never see again
2: yeah it's true she was cool um and she actually like seemed to like know what she was doing which was lovely <laughs>
0: Yeah, she's super new. She, like, didn't mess up at all, except yeah. for spot thought with her calculations.
2: Whichever. Yeah, because she didn't um, include the decimal points. <laughs> and
1: yeah. the person of color uh, yeah. who takes over for McCoy.
2: Yeah. Oh, right. M- M'Benga. In, yeah, he's yeah. also in um, Private Little War, I think. Dr. M'Benga. He's the
0: uh, yeah. Vulcan specialist.
1: Um, but it's like, wow, They like casting did well on this episode. I know.
2: The diversity on this episode was higher. It was noticeably higher. I was actually... Quite happy did, with it. Yeah. Did they know they
0: were being canceled at this point so they could do whatever they wanted? Oh, this is... It's late. You know, it's, three episodes. it's
1: pretty late. Um,
0: it's, it's one of the last ones. I just can't remember how last. Well, it's... it's boy, this, is,
1: this is right after uh, Mark and Gideon, which we've already done.
0: <laughs> and But it's right before the one with that pretty computer the lights lady. Lights yeah.
2: It's the 70th in production order and the 72nd in released. So it's late. Oh,
0: yeah. So we're getting up there.
2: Yeah, I don't know. But still, it was great. Well done, TOS.
0: Well, speaking of M. Banga, the other doctor, the Vulcan specialist, they discover that, and then somehow they discover this on the planet, too, that they die of cellular
2: disruption.
0: I really (laughs) love that. You
2: asked for the autopsy report. I was like, yeah, 10 seconds ago
0: yeah right <laughs> and they already
2: have like a here's a they're preliminary quick. thought i'm like how would you really know quick. already <laughs> it, it's
0: like full Great. body scan from the inside and outside it's the only explanation oh my goodness
1: i mean he's talking about i mean cellular necrosis would be pretty easy to pick up if that's what they're describing right well yeah. they said that
0: the cells were like blasted apart from the inside
1: yeah yeah so that's even more extreme right <laughs> like uh, this this is a point later where like Sulu Sulu gets touched on the shoulder and of like all his cells have been exploded from the inside in his shoulder. <laughs> it's like boy, guess what shouldn't be attached anymore. Uh, his <laughs> arm, <laughs>
0: like yeah, guess like, what
1: he should have like a gaping wound yeah, in his shoulder.
0: Wouldn't they look? not oh, like pretty people? bad <laughs> off yeah
1: um and he's just like ow it hurts and then mccoy <laughs> gives him something he's like oh cool that's great again <laughs> like, back will i ever play baseball again yeah <laughs> yeah right now you're fine
0: it's a good thing mccoy is carrying the cure to cellular disruption in his yeah right <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, i mean in in universe it would have to just be like a whole bunch of stem cells or something mm-hmm. what what would it have to be like
0: <laughs> i don't know they yeah but like I don't right now for those sorts of individualized cures we need like laboratories and well it's not it a virus weeks. right it's that the
1: cells have been destroyed
0: yeah that's what I mean right? yeah but I mean like for it, those sorts of stem cell cures like
1: yeah it, it um, takes no, us a
0: long time
1: talking about like skin grafting and muscle like talking about a lot of work yeah with so yeah he just sprays them with some silly putty or something and, <laughs> and it works fills it in and fills it's it in. Fine.
0: And did they ever answer the questions about the vegetation on the planet? With vegetation that looks great, by the way. Where was th- the water?
1: Well, yeah, the water part. So, man, they spend a lot of time thinking about water and talking about water, but not really looking for water. Because <laughs> um, they're like, oh, these plants must need water. And you're like, huh, okay. That's well, true. Yeah, maybe. Step, okay. one, <laughs> step one, grab a plant, try to pull it up by its roots. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, if the roots are really small, then you know they're – groundwater is close occasionally and it rains or things like that. Right. And if you can't pull them up, if they have like 20 foot deep roots or something, it's like, oh, cool. They're drawing from aquifers and, and water in rocks. It never rains. Uh, and we're going to have to struggle to get some, get some water. Um, they also like when he... Starts to dig a grave for that guy, and he's like, "Oh, I blasted away like an eighth of an inch of, of sand, mm-hmm. and now there's this impenetrable rock." It's like, so you didn't you didn't even like put a shovel in the ground to look for water? Like, you didn't go a <laughs> foot deep to see if there's a water table, or even take like, like a
0: scan? Like, a basic <laughs> you didn't
1: just scan. put your hand in it? You didn't like just get down on the hands and knees and kind of blow at it? Like, so. Well, yeah, they, they didn't kind really of, look they're, for water. they're
2: trying to blast away rock at one point and the rock is so dense the phaser won't go through it like they can't get yeah. Like so how are these plants... plants like, what are these even plants existing? Buried in, in the first place
1: <laughs> well so then that does indicate that these plants have to be have to have very rain. very thin root structures yeah. in only the topsoil which means that it must rain constantly or they use very, very little water or or I think maybe McCoy tosses out at one point that there's water vapor in the air, and they have some sort of way of collecting water vapor um, in any case, there is some sort of water cycle here, so
0: well, there's definitely water vapor in the air right i mean it's it's an atmosphere they can breathe
1: well, you don't need water vapor in the air to breathe it
0: uh, it could just be pure oxygen
1: no no it, the the Do most of our, our air isn't <laughs> isn't water vapor um
0: is it, isn't there water vapor in it though?
1: I, when it's humid out, right if, if, if it's, that's what relative humidity is.
0: I don't like humidity.
1: Yeah because it's it, that there's a higher concentration of, of water vapor in the air which, which makes us feel all not great. Um, and it, it, it uh, limits our things like evaporation from our skin, which is our main cooling mechanism sweating. Right, so that's why sweat piles up on you because there's already so much water in the air that you can't you can't evaporatively cool yourself.
0: Okay, okay, I have a question. Here Which is why is. dry
1: heat is so good, right? If you go to like the American Southwest. No,
0: I means. don't like that either. So my question oh, is, amazing. would you like rather be mountains? super oh, humid mountains. and hot or in super dry heat and hot?
2: Dry heat, and hot.
1: Dry heat and hot. Really? What are you What are you talking about? Yeah, humidity <laughs> is the
2: worst.
1: Chelsea, have you ever been in dry heat? Yeah. Have you ever been at like, uh, say, seven or eight thousand feet?
0: Yeah, I drove through the whole Southwest in the summer before.
1: But like up in the Rockies, right? When yeah. you're up in a mountain and it's uh-huh. hot, yeah. But like you, you never sweat because you just cool yourself instantly. It's yeah, amazing. I don't like it. Well, it sounds like you just don't
0: like heat. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to the woman, maybe. Sure. Because you know, in costume corner, it's going to come up.
2: <laughs> so we might as well just go there. How does the costume stay up? Oh, that's easy. That's like connected is, in the back and like the front, yeah. the frontest piece over her stomach. That's just, that's just a stiff that piece. That's no. not that, that costume makes complete sense. Okay. Well, that I was mean, my, it doesn't that, cause it's weird, but like <laughs> it, the structure makes sense.
0: Well, that was my thought the entire time because I don't understand how that could stay up. Well, it go no, it's
2: just it's a the stomacher has has a stiffening agent in it. They have something in it to make it stay up. Like even if you starch the hell out of it, it would still be okay. like that that piece wouldn't go very much as long as you constructed it correctly. And then the the top piece, it's connected in the back. so like it, it makes complete sense.
0: If you say so. But I did like the eyeshadow. I liked the lipstick. I liked the All hair. I liked the costume. I liked everything about her. I wish there were a lot more of her. And that in like the clone way where eventually there are.
1: Oh, true. Yeah. Um, she's an interesting character, right? Um,
0: she is. She's like way better acted than she deserved to be.
1: And again, this is Lee Meriwether. Mm-hmm. So um, this is not um, a nobody.
2: True story. It's not
1: just a, a random Person, right? Yeah. Uh, this Catwoman, so.
0: Yeah, she's. I mean, like that character should have been really stupid, but I think she makes that character really interesting.
2: Yeah, she does a good job with like the conflicted nature of the computer-generated person. I don't really understand how that worked.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I the read think I, I got right that this is some sort of like AI defensive hive mind or something. Yeah. I guess. I guess um, so. But. That she, that the, that the computer, which is, again, presumably some sort of defensive AI, created her as a, you know, as a projection or something to um, basically stop intruders, and it tried to incorporate some of her personality from the tapes it had or whatever. Yes. Sure. Which is why then she's so. conflicted in lots of situations, but.
0: That doesn't really make sense to me, but Okay. That's what happened. It makes
1: more sense than a lot of episodes. Let's toss <laughs> that out there. Um, the only
2: well, thing that really bothered me with her, other than it being just kind of weird, but was how she was able to get to the Enterprise when it was so many thousands of light years away.
1: <laughs> so my my first thought when she starts appearing in places, and especially the effect they use, I mean, she could essentially be a hologram or a projection or something, but... Um, but she also has a lot of, uh, like, she could also be fourth dimensional or something like that, right? Um, early on, that was a guess I had. I, I don't know how much that plays with this, like, defensive AI part. But that would help this, like, thousand light year thing well, being very far away. So
0: I think the question is, is she a projection or, like, something? Or is she real? Because when she appears, like, there's a fluctuation in biological and magnetic...
2: Well, and Rings? she has to be corporeal because when when they're on the planet and she's trying to touch Kirk and Sulu and Bones are blocking her physically, like they touch her, and and she so, touches Kirk at one point when she's going after Sulu and she touches Kirk and Well, yeah, but
0: but she could still be a projection, like isn't you can still touch a hologram?
1: Yeah, I was going to bring up the, the the doctor from Voyager, right? The is it EMHs? Yeah, is it EMH? yeah, it I guess that's true. Um, that right? That's that's near tech to this. And this this species uh, seemingly has a lot higher tech.
0: So
2: Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. It was that that part I just don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense. Like it made sense. I, I would be okay with her being a hologram, like when she first shows up and she tries to keep them from going to the planet in the first place. Like that is fine. Sure she shows up on the ship, absolutely fine with it. No problems. It's when she shows up when they're trying to get back when they're a thousand light years away.
0: Yeah, that doesn't make sense either. That is the part
1: that bothers me. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe there's stuff in the uh, in near orbit to this planet that, uh, you know, maybe there's uh, small devices that attach themselves to the hull or something. Maybe. And then when it's thrown further away, it's still there projecting or something, right? There's, it's, it's tricky, but again, it's space powers. I think she falls into the space powers definitely, and especially for. Again, she, the way she sort of like folds in on herself when she leaves. Well, that's what I'm saying. Um, you
0: know, like that was a really weird mechanism that we've, I don't think, seen before.
1: And again, to someone who watches a lot of sci-fi, it feels a lot more fourth dimensional, right? That that would also explain then those distances. Because then you're talking about distance in the fourth dimension, not the third. Um, they never touch on that in this episode, but it would be something.
0: Oh, one thing I did like was the reference to the Horda. Did anyone else catch that?
1: Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. Yeah. The rock pictures
0: f- on Janus Six.
2: <laughs> one of the few times that Trek references itself. <laughs> well, I,
0: I wrote it down and then I looked up immediately
2: Janus Six and I was like, "Is that what it's I this Even right. though Sulu's the one to reference it and he wasn't in that episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he read about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he read he, the logs.
0: He, he read the logs. Like you have to read the logs,
2: <laughs> or maybe he went down
0: when we just didn't see him or whatever. But yeah, no, that was interesting. They almost never do that. I was into it. Uh, what do the jumpsuits mean versus the red shirts in engineering?
1: Oh. Hmm.
0: what What happened? What? What? Like, why do some of the people in engineering have jumpsuits? And why do some of them, why are some of them red shirts,
2: like Scotty? I think it's, like, I think it's just the structure of command. Is I would it? assume. I would assume it's structure of command. Like, I, I would assume that the people wearing actual red shirts are more officers and then yeah. Um, yeah. jumpsuits are... Um, like the world. workers? Yeah. The people
1: who are doing jobs where, like, having a jumpsuit helps you do your job better.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right,
1: where you're climbing a tunnel, doing the stuff that Scotty does at the end, like yeah. climbing a tunnels yeah.
2: and stuff. Yeah, but he's in a red shirt. Jeffrey's tubes.
1: Well, but he... Uh, but
2: Jefferies. he's also the commanding officer for engineering.
1: Yes. So. And he does it because somebody has to do it that knows exactly what they're doing. It, he's not doing routine maintenance.
0: Yeah, it's lucky for him he survives
2: that whole thing, it seems.
1: it's strange that they think he wouldn't
0: (laughs) because well
2: they were talking about maybe having to jettison the pot into space or something if something went horribly wrong to keep it from blowing up the ship it was not really
0: clear what was happening there
1: he's screwing around with the matter antimatter reactor
0: yeah I got that but like yeah I don't know and he was like I'm not even sure a person can be in there but like it was clearly designed for a person to be in there
1: well when it's off right so um, uh, when they were assembling it, right? Um, but they also only just talked about magnetic flux in that, right? And then, like, the magnetism would hurt him or something, which would not be the case. But, um, I mean, the magnetism's holding in the antimatter is how they do that, so. Oh, uh,
0: okay. The fact
1: that he could feel it, though, because he says, like, it feels, what, like...
0: like bugs crawling on his skin. Yeah,
1: you know, it's like, boy, the only thing in here that can hurt you is antimatter. <laughs> Um, and if like tiny bits of antimatter are hitting you, that should be, that should be highly problematic. That should be bad. He should um, be
0: exploding, right?
1: Well, the, I mean, you could make the argument that it's just like single protons hitting him at any time or something, which would still be troubling, <laughs> um, to him, but they never really talk about it.
0: Hmm. Well, I liked that Spock-Scotty exchange of deciding who is going to die in that crawl space. But... <laughs> yeah, because Spock's
1: like, I have to do it. And Scotty's like, no, I will. And Spock's like, okay, fine.
0: <laughs> that is literally what happens. Uh, and I also like Scotty's little tool to fix it, which is like part it... screwdriver, part wrench.
1: Yep. <laughs> sonic, sonic wrench.
2: That gets stuck at some point. Was, like, I know. Gets, like, I, I'm, <sighs> I'm not sure what happens to it, but it's stuck?
1: I and mean, to change the polarity. That should be on our finger. Oh, my sheet, God. They reversed the it's... polarity <laughs> twice
2: in this episode. Yeah. Soon as on the planet.
1: has to like, change the polarity Shut. on his sonic wrench. Because that's the only thing that makes sense there.
0: I don't oh. get it. It doesn't make any sense. But, but somehow he fixes it.
1: <laughs> it doesn't have to.
0: No, he fixes <laughs> it. And then the sonic wrench Just in the nick wrench of time worked. Yeah, it was, so, they were going to jettison him, but they didn't.
1: I, I think it's also one of these where, um, right, the, the amount of time they spend talking about a thing is sort of inversely proportional to how enjoyable it is. And they just say, like, here, take this sonic wrench and go in there. And then, like, oh, the so polarity's <laughs> not working. Put it in the beam. And it's like, okay, this is still working. This is still suspenseful. They're not like, okay, you need to take this thing, and it's going to have this, and now blah, 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 and we have to blah, blah, blah. So the fact that they don't explain it, and Scotty just knows what he has to do because he's chief engineer – I think it works.
2: Yeah, no, it's fine. I'd rather them not have the techno babble, because then I'm just yeah. Like, or oh,
1: limited, right? I well, like the techno babble, but limited.
0: Well, Ooh. yeah, and um, they already had quite a bit. Yeah, they yes. really did. <laughs> I was several parts of my notes. I'm like, what's happening?
1: So, anything else about the planet? Right again. I, I, they just they play this game of cat and mouse for a while. right?
0: Yeah, that's really it. And eventually, yeah, Sulu. I, I get well I say until it in a way they. That they get into the room
1: until kirk finds the party cave yeah
2: well, <laughs> yeah i like his his but his motivation for going into the cave is like well that's probably where the food and water is so let's go in there <laughs> and I'm like, in what you and what giant proof disco ball do you <laughs> <laughs> what proof do you have that there is food and water in there <laughs> under what evidence are you entering this cave I don't understand. Well, he's like,
1: that. we've tried the outside and that didn't work, so I guess we'll try the inside.
2: I guess. <laughs> Which, like, matter. sort
0: of makes sense, but I love the disco cube. Oh, yeah. We
1: love that pretty was, cool. That's pretty
0: cool. And then, like, it's one of these episodes where this is a trip that comes up a lot in Trek, where, like, it's like this, like, I don't know, like warfare, war metaphor, like, or almost, I, but in this case, it's not even war. It's like a security measure or something that's been left in place and the society's gone and then it's like the remnants like a landmine that explodes like a 100 years later in your Yeah, cabin.
1: a landmine is a great. Yep. Mm-hmm. A landmine is a great uh parallel there. Yeah. Um and this comes up in right this is, comes a, sci- up a, lot, this is a classic yeah. sci-fi trope of like yeah, if, if civilizations do this um but what's the other one I'm thinking uh Marathia in uh mm-hmm. uh Hitchhiker's Guide. Um right the, the whole sort of thing it's a good trope so.
0: Yeah, it happens in, like, I think pretty much every Trek series.
1: Yeah, there's a TNG, right? It's the early is. one with Riker and, uh, boy, the guy on a bridge. Well, even the TNG
0: and... one where, like, the best episode ever where Picard learns to play the flute. Yeah, Yeah, that
1: wasn't a defensive mechanism, but sure.
0: But it's a similar sort of idea. Cultural yeah, dead memory. So-
1: dead dead right? societies, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so good. well, I like how that's how I summarized. That is not a good summary. A summary is not. He learned to play the flute,
2: <laughs> but he does though.
0: But he does. It's a great and description. You, you of the knew episode. what episode I was talking about.
1: <laughs> I do love that third season episode where he he joins a band <laughs> and learns how to
2: play the flute.
0: Oh
2: goodness! Oh, okay. I just like when they when Spock beams down. And Kirk is like, destroy the computer. And they're like, I- I'm sorry. Nothing in that space looks like a computer. <laughs>
1: yeah, it would have been, right, it would have cost them one more beat just to, to have Spock look around confused and then Kirk say, that thing. The
2: cube. The cube. Well, he could have just been like, destroy, um, the, destroy cube, the cube. And that would have made more sense.
1: Oh, but it would be so much of a better uh, just beat there in the story to be like, destroy the computer, pause. <laughs> that Captain, thing. there is nothing
0: here that appears
2: to be a computer. <laughs>
0: But instead, they eventually kill the disco cube, which is quite sad because it was much better while it was moving around and being a disco cube. It was, it
2: was cooler. But, but then that, I guess, when you destroy the computer, it triggers the uh, message, the away message. So yeah, apparently, which was and that's weird. what explains the whole thing.
0: <laughs> which was convenient that that one well, message came up right away. I mean,
2: <laughs> and she doesn't really even talk about the. She, she kind of mentions that, she's like, we'll set it up so that nobody can get to the planet and get destroyed the way we were, blah, blah, blah. But from that, Bones extrapolates a lot of information.
1: I thought she said, uh, I thought she said that she would leave it on so that no one but her species could come down. Yes. Okay.
0: So does that mean they made this planet and this is like... F-
1: I think that... For colonization?
2: Was that it?
1: Yeah, that they, they were pulling a Wrath of con right genesis device sort of deal
2: yeah i kind of got that and it's like the reason too. it's
0: unstable and stuff is because like they just, like it's, their calculations
2: device, you know? were off basically or, like yeah. or and there's no one there to fix it well and they accidentally created a virus of some kind and
1: well i think they said it, it, it was in the plants right that as, the, as they were starting to grow plants like yeah it, they accidentally created a virus or something yeah. which
0: does not affect the enterprise crew maybe you need to eat the plants
1: Well, and it doesn't, right? So, I mean, you can make the argument that this is a virus that only um, attacks this one species.
0: Yeah, because, yeah, it doesn't, they discover that there's the virus on the plants, right? Does someone say
1: that? He says at one point the plants are poisonous, which is a weird thing to say, but um, you could just say they're inedible. But I didn't think he was implying that it's because of a virus, but I guess hmm. he could imply that. Right? They don't dwell on it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, they do. I just look up the transcript. McCoy says, "Sulu's picked up an organism that's almost a virus, like a plant parasite. It's the nearest biological form of life I can
2: find."
1: Okay. Then that's hmm. it. Okay. Well, there you go. But for so do.
0: but so it's on the plan, so they must have like eaten it or so, I don't know. It got in them or it affects them somehow. Yeah, All right. It's
1: airborne, right? All so, right.
0: Fine. So that's cool.
1: They get wiped out.
0: And then it, the, as you say, Bones extrapolates that therefore some ship picked it up and destroyed the re- entire rest of their species.
2: They they well, this was one of Bones' like extra- extrapolations from the limited data um, was that at some point the they spread the virus to the rest of their colonies through space right. travel.
1: Do they know that this species is dead, right? That's the question. They, they I mean,
2: don't, right? They apparently do.
1: McCoy apparently does.
0: Yeah. Because they could have just somehow forgot about this or just abandoned it and still be yeah. alive, right?
1: Or they could have said something like, um, oh, what episode was that? The one with McCoy and the asteroid. Um, that, like, we were the last survival survivors of a planetary collapse or something. We came to this place and tried to terraform it, and then we... It went wrong, but we were like, we were already the last of our species, right? right. They could have pulled that, which they did. Yeah, they did not. So, um, yeah, that's that's, that's all episode, I got. Right? Yeah, McCoy does have a kind of creepy line at the end, but
2: no, the creepiest line. Well, yeah, there's the whole. Ugh, they, ugh, I have, I have issues with general <laughs> things, just dudes being terrible in the sixties. Creepy. And always. But like there's one line is, uh, where Kirk is like, Are there men on this planet? I'm like, why does oh, that yeah, matter? I
1: forgot about I forgot about that line. Why yeah. does that
2: matter? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't want to we could talk to
1: you.
0: Yeah, can I oh talk to your gosh. manager? If there's <laughs> someone in
1: charge.
2: <laughs> well, and the whole last episode, Beauty survives. I'm like, I'm sorry. What? What yeah, it's happening? McCoy I
1: think that starts that because they're they're the camera's slow, it's starting to pan out like the episode's done, and then McCoy's like, "Boy, she was cute though, right?" <laughs> yeah, pretty <much. laughs> it's Like, okay, cool.
2: Yeah it's ugh. well then they talk about well beauty fades over time and, and then kirk has his beauty survives line i'm just like, like yeah like, he's
0: like no not really No, nah, it, it stays not when they're like, dead that, that's, wink wink <laughs> yeah. the,
1: the projections of an ai hive mind defensive system gone awry uh-huh. that which survives. wink
2: <laughs> ugh. yikes Oh well, I did Yikes. generally like this episode, though. Honestly, I
1: do too. Um, I, it's one of those where, like, I think if you were saying, you know, I want to watch a bit of track and see what it was like, this is this is in there, right? There's nothing too bad about it, Mm-mm. right? All, all the things that all the things where we're like, oh, that's really dumb. They're they're kind of small, yeah. Right? They're smaller I bits. I more.
0: just thought it was boring and kind of slow paced. That was my oh, main issue. Yeah.
2: And I didn't, I don't agree. I think it was pretty well paced and I enjoyed it.
0: And I think you're wrong. And the both of you, no offense. Two (laughs) against one, but okay. No, I thought. Oh, don't gang up on me. You know I don't like that.
1: Well, then don't be wrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You two are not my friends anymore. Once you were, but now it's gone. (laughs) My love and friendship for you has disappeared. You will have to earn it back.
1: That that which survives is not friendship. Um,
0: <laughs> not in this case. Last episode,
1: you guys. It's too late. We, we tried. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, you deserve it. So
1: so the antagonist I guess has to be the this the it, girl, is, is right? her?
2: It's her. L- it's Lorena. The yeah. Or
1: the computer that projects her, right?
2: Yeah, it's the computer, I think. Her, her name's I guess her. Lorena. She's the they're, she's the personification of the computer.
1: Yeah, I think they're they're symbiotic. I mean they're inseparable.
2: Right. Yeah. They're
1: the
0: same. Um,
2: so Lorena slash the computer larissa or lasira lasira wait
0: is that it lasira slash the computer
2: yes
1: well yeah i wish she did have more like things to do in this episode
2: yeah other than just kind of showing up and like murdering people yeah be so she like she oh, is also dangerous
1: sorry we didn't we didn't get to the part where like the mechanism they said was like she had she knows our chromosome so she has the power to like Destroy our chromosomes or something. That, that was not make any line. sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand any Paraphrasing, <laughs> that. no, that made no sense. <laughs> it's like all you, all you have to do is have, you know, be able to destroy cells. way
0: right? I have so... it. The woman matches our chromosome patterns after they touch us.
1: Yeah, right. It's like...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
1: <Ugh. laughs> Some like, know.
0: yeah, that's a. is her name. L O S I R A. That's what I said. Oh, never mind because i looked at it before i said it (laughs) you're so 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 smart such a smart smart
1: i think she's i mean she's not up there with like the doomsday machine right no
2: i wouldn't think so
1: but she's definitely up there with the like mitchell apollo sylvia
0: is
2: she i don't think so not even remotely I don't think she's quite that powerful. is that she's so? Though, no, like right? A singular purpose. She farming? does
0: one one thing, and then she can also travel.
1: Um, yeah, she could put it, she could throw a spaceship, you know, a distance. She could kill anybody, uh, right? If she if well, they were... if she
0: can touch them,
1: yeah, which is usually not hard, I guess. <laughs> um, she did something to this ship that was going to destroy it.
2: Well, but that was like she like turned some knobs and stuff. I don't think she, that was Or like, is
0: she like, she blasted she also something.
1: also cannot be destroyed by anything they have. Um, and, and realistically, even if they had found a way to destroy one of them, presumably the computer would have just manifested another, which th- it does at the end. Which yeah, takes, takes
0: yeah but Apollo it can do out. like lots of cool things. I'm
1: not well, saying, I'm he, not saying.
2: Yeah, and she's not, qu- I wouldn't consider her quite sentient. Like she has a um, specific purpose, and she is working towards the purpose. And I don't I'm think not the sure Doomsday
1: if... Machine is sentient. And, no, and but it's that well like that
2: thing can that's that thing is crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think something has to be sentient to be to be on the list up dangerous. Up there. Right. Oh yeah, I know, dangerous. Um, and I'm, I'm also not saying that, that she's up with Apollo. I'm saying she's in that block, right? Because again, towards the bottom of that, we have like Parman and Methus- Methuselah. Um,
2: right. that... I might put her on par with Methuselah.
1: That these are, uh, like, people who, right, okay, Parman, uh, if you cut him with with a piece of paper, he dies.
0: <laughs> um,
1: and I'm saying that, like, she could seemingly be out in space in front of the Enterprise, and they could put all the phasers on her. And she'd just be like, I am here for Kirk. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, but they so... still, they foil her with, like, just, like, standing in front of her. <laughs> Which, switching
1: the order they stand in. Okay, Let, let's toss this out here. We didn't toss this out, but this is a plan where Kirk did not solve. Kirk and the ground team did not solve anything, right? They have no, no plan that remotely works. No. They got into a situation where they are about to die and then they get saved by Spock. True. Um, which happens frequently. Yes. But
2: Deus the Ex ground Spock. team.
1: Yes, Deus is Spock. Um, <laughs> The ground team is handily defeated by her, right? Well, they do the thing where they're like, oh, let's switch our order. And then she's like, cool, I can just go to the one I'm supposed to.
0: But like, um, so, all right, there were three and three of them. So if each had just grabbed one that wasn't the one for them, presumably it would have been fine unless she made more.
1: Yeah, unless they were like, okay, cool, here's six of them. And they'd be like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, we didn't but we do We broke. don't
0: know. <laughs> she could have maxed out at three. That might have been like the Boy, most. that'd be
1: convenient, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it
0: sure would. <laughs>
1: sure would be, but I, I think that the ground team was handily defeated. They didn't think about just grabbing one of them, right? Which sure. they could have. Yeah. And she could have teleported away, right? She can teleport easily too. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm looking at that Parman area.
2: I'm down above That's or fine.
1: below, right? I think sure. Meth- Methusel also could live long, but then in the end, he decided that he was about to die. So.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: They killed him or something.
0: I don't have much opinion here. I um, around,
2: around there. I'm happy with around there is fine with me. I'm not sure where exactly, but I would be good with it.
1: The fact that she has no sentience, she has no will essentially. Seems like that would sort of defeat the one thing Parman could do. Just to like make people right. act the way he wants. Yeah. But she's not a person. She doesn't have right. Yeah. So maybe above Parman I'm also fine with below Parman
2: Let's put a our above. All right. You ready for bingo?
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, I have a couple of clarifiers. Is it the um, one we already said? <laughs> uh, I don't remember now. Uh so we so spa- space powers is a thing though. Yeah. Okay. Oh, most, yeah, the most. Space certainly. powers. All right. Um to where where'd my where my list go? <laughs> okay uh weapons don't work they are functional but they do not work on her does that count as weapons not working Ooh. Uh, they don't well what did yeah. we? yeah okay
1: right because yeah chelsea was just waiting for me to say <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> like yeah fine we don't have to argue it um uh, yeah right because the trope would be like we tried our weapons
2: and nothing and, happened
1: and nothing happened. all
2: right that's cool with me i'm i'm down with that
1: they do that to space clouds and stuff all the time. Yes, right? it's
2: true. That's fair. All right. Um, Scotty says. Tell, so you
1: agree? <laughs> yeah, you I just, just want to get, get bingo square? for once. You just want to get the square.
2: Scotty <laughs> says engines kind of take much more of this or similar. Um, he says a lot of a lot of things where it's like the ship wasn't designed to take this. Blah 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 blah. But do we count that or not?
0: I think so because the ship seems like it's about to fall apart any second.
1: Yeah, I think I. I'll, yeah, I think I agree in this case and not that McCoy like he's dead, Jim. Um, because the he's dead Jim is so much more of a singular phrase. And Mm -hmm. Scotty does have tons of these phrases where like the ship
2: can't handle it. Yeah. Okay. That's cool with me. Also, even though Um, McCoy had
0: the perfect opportunity, by the way,
2: he did. Right. Oh my God. I have never been so angry (laughs) to not have a he's dead Jim, than in this case, You want to know why, guys? You want to know why? Is it because it would have gotten us bingo? Because it would have gotten us bingo. (laughs) And also because it would have gotten us bingo really quickly because we almost had bingo within 10 minutes of the episode starting. Wow.
1: Wow. (laughs)
2: Like I've, we almost had bingo two different ways. All we needed was a he's dead, Jim. We would have had bingo. Or if we had gotten ancient earth history referenced, we would have had bingo. Which I feel like
0: also could have really. I happen.
2: know. I have <laughs> never been so upset in my entire life. Wait, so all, upset. all, all
1: McCoy or the geologists had to do when they were looking at rocks is toss out like, boy, this these rocks are like from the jurassic or something <laughs> right that would right. That's all make it would, that's all needed. i'd have to say <laughs> that's all
2: it would have needed i'm so upset you guys i'm so upset because there actually were quite a few so we have space towers a way team trapped on planet red shirt dies spock says illogical and fascinating uh the bridge shakes the communicators don't work there's a recurring actor scotty says the stuff about engines the weapons don't work i mean this was chock-a-block And if we had had he's dead Jim, which there was the perfect opportunity, it would have been He literally
0: even looked at Jim. I know. I'm so sad. He sat there and he's like, what do I say here? I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Line.
2: Seriously, I am so upset right now, you guys. It destroyed my soul. We were so close and it didn't happen and I've never been so sad.
0: (laughs) This is why I hate bingo.
2: No, I so love bingo. This is bingo. why bingo is amazing. I love bingo so much, but it was really depressing. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> I was really upset. It was a roller
0: coaster.
2: <laughs> I was really upset. Okay, so we were close, guys. We were so close, so three close. Way. And they said five to beam up instead of three to beam up. And I'm sad. I know, I know, I thought <sighs> that. Why were there oh well. extra people? Oh well, next time. All right, shall we see what we're watching next week? Yes, pick a good one. <laughs>
1: This was again, I think
2: this was a pretty
1: okay one.
0: This was a good episode. I liked it. It was not. It was terrible. Paul and I liked it. You're wrong. (laughs) And I have accepted that about both of you before. And
2: we usually accept accept it. it Frankly, wait,
1: they referenced the horda here. It's not that different from the horda episode. Yeah. Frankly.
0: Uh mm, no.
2: (laughs) I don't see those parallels
0: like even remotely. The horde is about, like, a misunderstood creature trying to protect its yum. This is about, like, yeah, the, oops, the, we a left a landmine. A misunderstood creature and... trying to
1: protect its planet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we see what we're watching next week?
0: Yeah. I guess uh... All right.
2: <laughs> We are actually staying in um, airing order. We are going to episode 18 of season 3, The Lights of wow. Zatar. A the mysterious, lights are... twinkling mass of sapient energy ravages an important archive, and Scotty's new girlfriend may be linked to it. Oh, Hey!
0: That's oh, that's yeah. Memory Alpha. The archive is memory alpha.
2: Oh yeah. 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 So we're gonna we're gonna watch that episode and it's gonna so, be great.
0: Good. We can finally remember Memory Alpha.
2: Yeah, there we go. Let's let's go with that. But yeah, so hmm. Lights of Zatar next time, lovely cool. listeners. Plus um, there's lights.
1: I definitely remember this one, but boy, I feel like Yeah, we'll see you next week.
2: Yep, yeah. we will. We will discover it all together. I feel together. like I'm
1: forgetting key plot points or something
2: i only remember memory alpha which is fair enough
1: whoa here's the production and reception part of wikipedia episode co-writer sherry lewis was best known as a children's entertainer (gasps) semi-colon being the original puppeteer of the sock puppet lamp
2: shop (laughs) what that's exciting okay let's bring that up again next week (laughs) <laughs> we will. I'm sure we will. <laughs> All right, friends. Don't forget to follow us on your social media of choice. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, three to beam up at beam three. You'll find us, we promise. Um, and you can email us at what is it, three to beam up something? Info at three to beam up dot com. Info
0: at three to beam up com. there
2: yeah. we go. It's that if you want to email us. Um, and join us next week when we watch Lights of Zatar.